what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You don't come to God when you want to come to God and say, Lord, forgive me. I hear so many people tell me, I'll just accept God on my deathbed. You don't even know if you ain't going to be in your right mind or not when that time comes. Matter of fact, when you reject Jesus Christ, you are not in your right mind. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, reading the same passage we read last week. 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning in verse 20. 2 Kings 6 verse 20, and it came to pass when they were coming to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, opened the eyes of these men that they might see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And Elisha answered and said, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And I want to continue with the subject we started last week. Lord, open their eyes that they might see. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before your throne of grace today and I thank you for the opportunity to stand before the people and to minister your word. I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, I ask for your help to rightly divide the word of truth. Anoint me today as you anoint your people to hear and to receive of your word, Lord, that we all might be drawn a little closer to you in some way. And we'll ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Hundreds, maybe even a thousand Syrian soldiers are making their way down to take the prophet Elisha. As they make their way down the mountainside and get a little closer, Elisha prays to the Lord, if you'll look there in verse 18. And he asked the Lord to smite the people with blindness. And the Lord smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now, Elisha was not praying this because he had bad feelings toward these people or ill will toward these people. But he wants to show them something good. But he knew that before he could show them something good, something bad was going to have to happen to them. 
Now, I want you to imagine this in your mind, if you will. Riding down a mountain road, going 55, 60 miles an hour, and without any warning whatsoever, all of a sudden, you're blind. Imagine the the fear that would grip your heart, your reactions to that situation. How would you respond? I'd hit the brakes. I'd probably lose control of the car. How do you think these soldiers responded when they were coming down that mountain after Elisha? I don't know how fast a horse can run and a chariot, I doubt they're going 55, 60. I, I mean, I don't know nothing about driving no horses and chariots. I do know about driving a car. But either way, the response, I think, would be the same. The fear that gripped the hearts of these soldiers as they're driving down that mountain and all of a sudden they're struck blind. I said all that to say this. Elisha wanted to show these people something good, but before he could show them, they had to be blind. And he prayed for God to allow something bad to happen to these people so that he could show them something good. Folks, some people are just not going to get saved unless something bad happens in their life. And... Not all situations are like this, but there are some situations when you pray for an individual to get saved, you need to say, Lord, do whatever it takes to save them. Because some people have to be really jarred and hit hard with some things to get their attention. And you don't pray that way because you have ill will toward that person or you want something bad to happen to them. Really, to be honest with you, it breaks my heart when I pray for a person and I say, God, do whatever you take, whatever it takes. Because I know that it's going to really take a life-changing experience to, to save their soul, and something really bad may happen to the person. And I can imagine the fear that gripped their hearts as they lost their sight. And in verse 19, as they made their way down to Elisha, Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. You can't show someone the way without dealing with the direction that they're already going in. You have to deal with wrong direction and false doctrine. Folks, you have to tell people that Jehovah's Witness is false doctrine. It's the wrong way. Folks, you've got to tell people that Mormonism is not the right way. You've got to show them, you've got to tell them that Islam 
is not the right way. And now you've got some of our Christian leaders in the country today trying to mix Islam with Christianity, and they're calling it Chrislam. My friend, you cannot mix the two. They're two totally different gods. Allah is not God. Only Jesus Christ is God and Him alone. You cannot mix these two religions. But Oh, what an incredible mixture we have today. Jesus told the church at Laodicea, he said, you're lukewarm. You have a mixture there of hot and cold. He said, and because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Anything that you add to Jesus Christ and his finished work, you're making it lukewarm, and God's not pleased with that. He's not pleased with it. And so, you have to deal with the false direction that people are going in. And you also have to address the sin issue, which sadly and regrettably much of the modern church ignores that altogether. He said, this is not the way, neither is this the city. He said, follow me and I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. The world out here is searching for something. There is a void within the heart of the lost out here. And they try to fill up that void with relationships. They try to fill it up with money. They try to fill it up with, with fame. They try to fill it up with trinkets and gadgets and baubles and, and, and entertainment. And the list goes on and on. But my friend, let me tell you today, the soul of man is so big that only God can fill it up. And Jesus Christ is God. He said, follow me, and I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. Church, we've got to bring the lost out here to the man, Christ Jesus. I said the man, Christ Jesus. The man that died on Calvary for their sins and rose from the dead the third day. The only man that can save their souls. Follow me and I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. Some have accused Elisha here of lying and misleading these people. But he wasn't. This army was there to take Elisha, that's true. But they were really after the king of Israel. You see, they had made plans time and time again to ambush the king of Israel. And the Lord, through a word of knowledge would speak to Elisha the prophet and tell him what their plans were. And then Elisha would go and warn the king of Israel. And the king of Syria thought that someone in his chambers was telling secrets, was a spy. And they said, none of us is spying on you, king. There ain't none of us going to tell him what you talk about. It's, it's Jehovah God. He's the one that's revealing this information to Elisha, and Elisha's the one that's going telling the king. 
So he now makes plans to kill Elisha. If I can kill Elisha, then I can continue with my plans to get the king of Israel. So really, when you get down to it, this army was after the king of Israel, not Elisha. Elisha was just in their way. If we can get Elisha out of the way, then we can get to the king. But now Elisha's going to get out of the way. And he's going to take them to the man for whom they seek. But he's doing it on his terms. And my friend, let me tell you something today. You don't come to God on your terms. You come to God on his terms. Conviction. God's conviction upon a sinner is his permission for them to repent. You don't come to God when you want to come to God and say, Lord, forgive me. I hear so many people tell me, I'll just accept God on my deathbed. You don't even know if you ain't going to be in your right mind or not when that time comes. Matter of fact, when you reject Jesus Christ, you are not in your right mind. Lord, open their eyes. They might see. You come to God when He's calling you, when He's dealing with you. So many times I have preached messages and I have seen people grip the pew so hard that they leave their imprints in the cushion. Resisting God. Resisting the moving of the Holy Spirit. Bible says, quench not the Spirit of God. When God is calling you, when God is dealing with you, that is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Don't put it off. You never know when your time will come. And my friend, when you draw your last, you will step into eternity. Where will you spend great eternity? Oh, God, open up our eyes that we may see. These people never would have followed Elisha had they not been blinded. You just can't show some folks the way, which is the cross, unless they're going through a time of trouble. Desperation always precedes revelation. And did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. Desperation always precedes revelation. In verse 20, 2 Kings 6, verse 20, Elisha took them into Samaria and said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. These men who were once surrounding Elisha to take his life found now that the tables have turned. They are now surrounded by all of Israel and their lives are about to be taken. Lord, open their eyes that they may see. They looked around, eyes big. They knew they were in trouble. 
unless God opens the eyes of the lost world out here. They'll never know the dangers of where they're going to spend great eternity until it's too late. God help us today to open the eyes of these people that they might see. In verse 21, the king of Israel said to Elisha when he saw him, Shall I smite him? Shall I smite him? And Elisha answered and said, Don't smite him. king of Israel was ready to kill these people, and he had every right to do it. But Elisha said, no. There have been times in my life when I was running from God, and I deserved for the hammer to come down, the judgment of God to come down. I deserved to be hit by a Mack truck and dragged down the highway of salt. But God's grace and God's mercy. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about today? I, I, think, I think if we'll all be honest with ourselves, we, we all deserve the judgment of God to fall. The entire human race is facing certain judgment. Only the grace of God is holding it back. The Bible says that there's a time of great tribulation that's coming upon this planet. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 21, Then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. God is holding back judgment, and He's using us, the church, to do it. 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 7, the Bible says, The mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he, the church, who now letteth or hinders, will let or will hinder till we be taken out of the way. We're hindering the powers of darkness. We're hindering the judgment of God the true church of Jesus Christ. We're holding it back. How are we holding it back? How are we hindering? First of all, we are to intercede on behalf of the lost out here. God, have mercy and spare them. Lord, open their eyes that they might see. King of Israel said, Shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And Elisha answered and said, Thou shalt not smite them. Had Elisha not interceded on behalf of these men, there'd have been a many a son that went to bed with tears streaming down their cheeks that night, a many a wife, a many a father, a many a mother, a many a Syrian back home weeping and wailing over their loved one that had died. Oh, but for the grace of God. Oh, but for the grace of God.
Thank God Elisha interceded on their behalf. You know, if it won't for someone interceding on my behalf, praying for me, I wouldn't be here today. If they want somebody praying for you, you wouldn't be here today. Somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They sacrificed their time. They fell down on their knees and prayed for me. They had no doubt that God would bring me out. That he could change my life and set me free. Oh, I'm so glad that somebody prayed for me. Amen. Somebody preached to me. They had me on their mind. They sacrificed their time. They opened up their mouths and preached to me. They had no doubt the cross could bring me out, that God could change my life and set me free. Oh, I'm so glad that somebody preached to me. Glory to God. And that's point number two. We're to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified and support the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how we're hindering and holding back the judgment of God. Elisha said, verse 22, 2 Kings 6, verse 22, Elisha said, Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Our job as Christians is to set before this lost world the bread, Jesus Christ, and the water, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 6, 51, He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man Eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Flip over another chapter. In John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Only when a person partakes of this bread and this water by faith, only then can they make heaven their home. And did you hear what I said? Say it again, only when a person accepts the bread of life, Jesus Christ, which opens up the door for the Holy Spirit, symbolized by the water, only when they accept this by faith can they make heaven their home. And folks, there is no other way. We all deserve the judgment of God to fall on us, but instead He made this provision for us, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into this world. 
He lived a perfect life. He died on Calvary's cross for our sins and was raised from the dead the third day. He did it that we might be saved. It's all through the cross and the cross of Lone that He has promised to supply all of our needs. And if you look there in verse 23 of 2 Kings chapter 6, He prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, He sent them away. And they went to their master so that the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. This great provision changed everything. But these soldiers would only see it by something bad happening to them. And God opening up their eyes. Oh, that God would open up our eyes today that we might see His great provision of grace and mercy. Oh, that God would open up the eyes of the lost out here in this world. God, open up their eyes that they may see the dangers of where they're going to spend great eternity. Oh, God, open up their eyes that they may see the great provision of your Son, Jesus Christ, to keep them from going to such a horrible place, that place called hell. Oh, God, open up our eyes that we may see. Today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, 
Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.